Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Warrior Within. Today, we're actually going to talk about basically, men, it's, it's about our past. Um, one of the main things that I had conversations with a lot of guys is that a lot of times they don't like sharing about what their dads were like or the men, men in their lives were like. Uh, a lot of times, uh, it wasn't necessarily the best stories. Um, some, some guys are able to share good stories, but a lot of them, you could tell that there was a lot of, I guess you could say friction between them and their dad. And many of them didn't realize how much their dads impacted them. So the idea is guys, I want you guys to really think about all the men in your life as you're, as you've grown up, um, even as a man and how they have reflected in, in your life, how, how they have shown maybe a good perspective of what men are supposed to be like and those that probably gave you a bad perspective. Um, this never really clicked to me for a long time. My dad is a really good dad. Um, you know, I, I, I honor him and I respect him and he, he showed, showed me how to pray. He showed me um, the importance of God being in my life. But there was things about my dad because of his past that made it hard for him to really open up to me more, um, to really show me what it meant to be a man from certain perspectives. You know, he, he was abused when he was growing up, so his dad didn't show love to him. And I think a lot of times, a lot of us men have that same issue. We, we have good dads, but their pasts have kind of ruined what they could have been or could be better as a dad. Um, my, my dad really showed a, a lot of change, like because the stuff that he was basically abused with and, and how he was treated, he he and my mom decided to not stay in that culture in that environment and they moved out. Uh, my sister and I were not brought up in the city like they were. We were brought up uh, upper state New York and even New Jersey and then now here in, in Colorado. Um, but I could tell you this, what he did teach me did help me to be better as a man in a lot of areas. You know, he's very good at taking care of the house. He, he's very good at understanding how to take care of his money. And that was a lot of things he did teach me. So when I got married, I would know how to do a lot of this, a lot of this stuff for my wife and for, for myself. But a lot of men also have dads who may have not been there for them. Uh, maybe it was a stepdad they had instead of their actual dad or their dad died when they were young. Um, other cases could be uh, the mom's donor left them when she was pregnant and now they basically have no dad around and the only examples they have is maybe their uncle, their grandparents, uh, the next door neighbor or, you know, men that have, you know, that his mom dates throughout time. See, the thing is, what happens is this, this young man, as they grow up, they're trying to figure out how to be a man. And the only thing they have are wishy-washy or not very stable men in their lives. So they struggle with that. And as they grow up, they struggle in how to build relationships. They struggle in how to even interact with other women. Uh, they take on what they think is success. 
Uh, I remember one of the, one of the young men that I was youth pastor over said that he wants to grow up to be a drug dealer because the guy has money, has a good car, you know, can live in a nicer place because in his environment, those were the men's men and they struggle with this. And then I, I talk with men who are in their 20s, 30s, 60s, 70s, and many of them, you know, at first never really thought about their dad really affecting them because they feel like, well, it's been time, you know, I'm on my own, I have my own kids, I have my own home. Uh, my dad didn't affect me. But as we started talking about, you know, your character, you know, the struggles that you went through from maybe you were divorced, maybe you had a hard time dealing with your kids because you didn't know how to necessarily love them or how to discipline them or how to encourage them through things. Uh, men in general will have a hard time sharing their emotions. And that's not necessarily, that's not designed by God for us to not share about our emotions. I know your kids should be able to see you cry. Your kids should be able to see you hug your wife and, and kiss her and tell her that you love her uh, and respect her. You know, your, your kids should see you treat other men with respect. They should be able to see you treat even other women with respect. Um, see, that's the thing is kids and young people, they watch other people. They watch how they treat those that they supposedly love or how they treat other people they may not necessarily love. But it's, it's the observation. And as we were growing up, we observed other men do what they did. Now, ultimately, who should be our father of, of all, like fathers of fathers? It should be God. I mean, he has promised us that he would be there. He's, he has shown himself true to following you know, guidelines that we wanted our dads to be like. So the one verse that stood out to me is Psalms 103.13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. So he doesn't mean scared to death of him. What he means is a respectful fear. So we should respect our fathers. And that does not mean if they're abusing you, you allow them to abuse you. It does not mean if they treat you like trash that you get treated like trash. But if your dad, even in his roughness, is, is somewhat of a vessel of a man that you can respect, respect them. Now, with the Lord, it's different. He is not going to abuse you. He's not going to mistreat you. Respectfully abide by him. You know, in, in Proverbs, it talks about that the way to gain wisdom is through fearing the Lord. Um, we kind of forget that God is ultimate and we can't picture God as man. Cause that's one of the battles I think women also face as well as they struggle with maybe growing up with a dad who didn't really know how to love on them. And so they search for that love and other men. And unfortunately, the men that they probably most likely connect to are men who also struggle with their dads because the the device that happens between the two is 
she tries to fix him to be the type of man she needs or that she believes she needs. And then he tries very hard to be the manly man that she, she needs in his perspective, what she, she thinks he needs or what he thinks she needs. There we go. And what happens is it doesn't, (laughs) there's no connection between the two, the way it should. And then they get confused and they're frustrated and they get angry. And sometimes they get divorced or other times they just, they kind of keep this distance from each other and they don't connect or jive right. And then when they, if they have kids, then you start seeing that within their kids because the, the dad really doesn't know how to love the child because he's already struggling and how to really love his wife. So it, it can mount up to being more than just yourself. And that's the one thing we got to understand as men is our actions, our attitudes, how we, how we talk to people, how we approach and deal with people in this world. People watch that. They watch how you present yourself. And your kids are watching, your wife is watching you, your sister, brothers, whatever, anybody who you are connected to is watching how you treat other people. And the Lord is the ultimate example of what a father is supposed to be like. At the same time, Jesus is also the example of what we're supposed to be like as men. So, Looking through scriptures again, you know, in Proverbs 22, 6, it says, Start children off on the way they should go. Even when they are old, they will not turn from it. So, ultimately, looking at that whole chapter, okay, uh, the idea of that verse is to kind of give parents a hope and understanding that even though kids may have struggles and they grow up and, and they battle life, that what you have taught them will be engraved into them somewhere you know even even i know that because my parents have taught me stuff there's times where i'm like i'll never be like that and then there when i'm now an adult there's times where i'm like man now i understand why they they taught me that so you got to understand that sometimes even if your kids go on a in the different path or you kind of go on a different path things that your parents teach you and what you teach your kids will still be there But what we want to talk about more is about each of you guys. When you were growing up, the the male figure in your life, who was it? Who who did you respect the most? Who who was the man that you said, I want to be like him? But then now you got to ask yourself, were they godly men? Were they men that held high integrity? In, In other words, they... They walked with uprightness. They walked with and in good. They made good decisions, not because of selfish desire, not because it was, quote, unquote, the only way. No, they, even in the hardest times, they still followed truth. Think of a man who you could say, you know, I know this man prays. I know this man uh, speaks truth. I know this man wants to walk upright, and he even encourages me, even if he doesn't realize it, but he encourages me. I want you guys to think of men even now, if you never had one growing up, what kind of men are you around today? Are you walking around with men that encourage you to walk the walk? Are they they men that would pray over you or be there for you when you need them? Because one one of the hardest things right now, men, is opening up your heart and your mind 
to allowing God to show the compassion that you need by showing you the love you need. Because in a lot of ways, we kind of hide ourselves instead of opening up. And so it does reflect into our kids. It reflects in how we treat our wife or even girlfriend or even the people that we're around. Because we got to actually understand this. God can only truly use you, can only truly use me, if we are open to allowing him to transform us. It doesn't mean you get you lose things that you like to do as a as a man, you know. It doesn't mean it takes away hobbies or takes away your your attitude, but wouldn't you not want to be a man who is fierce enough to be like a lion but has a heart and and compassion like a lamb does where you could be gentle when you need to be gentle, but you could be harsh and strong when you need to be strong. Because one of the things that I, th I believe a lot of people struggle with is the idea that we have created this Jesus to be weak, you know, that he's pale skin and, you know, the nails are like perfect, the hair is perfect. Um, but Jesus was a one, he was a Jew that lived out on the streets basically. You know, he went to home to home, so he was outside on a daily basis. He was walking, he was visiting, he was talking, he was reaching out to people, he was preaching, he was teaching truth, he was talking to them, he was doing miracles, he was doing so much stuff that, you know, he was rough. He was a carpenter, and you understand that carpenters, you know, they they're, they're, they have rough fingers because they they use wood all the time. They they get splinters, they get cuts in their fingers, they they get roughed up from trying to sand down the wood. They get roughed up from, you know, cutting it and putting it to, to you know the pieces together the way they need for whatever they're they're making. You know, he was a rough man. But if you read in all of his stories and a lot of about him, you get to see the side of him that shows compassion, that shows this lamb-like appearance and attitude towards people. And I think as men, we, we focus on that way too much and think that if I allow Jesus to really impact my life, then I'll become soft. That's a lie. It doesn't make you soft. It makes you stronger. Because one of the hardest things all of us men have to do in this life is to apologize and ask forgiveness from somebody. You know what I'm talking about, all you men that are married, all you men that have kids. It is hard to ask forgiveness from your wife. It is hard to ask forgiveness from your kids. But I could tell you this, when you are willing to ask forgiveness, you're willing to show that compassion, it is amazing what happens in your family. When they can see this other side of you, it gives you strength, it gives them strength.
But I also want to talk about you men who are sitting back and not doing anything. Who are just allowing your family to fall apart around you because you're afraid. It could be that you don't know what to do. It could be any excuse you can think of. But the truth is, guys, are you studying your scriptures? Are you, are you, are you growing in wisdom and understanding? Because you do understand that you could have all the knowledge in the world. You could read all the books about parenting, how to be a good dad. But wisdom is when you're taking what you're learning and applying it. You have to be doing something. To be a husband, you have to be doing something. It's, it doesn't mean anything to read all this understanding of what supposedly what a man is supposed to be like, but you don't act on it. And don't be deceived by what the world keeps telling you what a man's supposed to be. I mean, that's one of the struggles. That's why in many cases we have men who are brought up with these men that have a worldly perspective of what men are supposed to be like. And these men grow up to be men today. They still live that lifestyle. I mean, what, what's one of the major sins that men struggle with is pornography. Why? Because their dad was into pornography. And why was their dad in it? Because their grandfather was in pornography. It does pass down, guys. It does. It does it, it, like there was a time where pornography was like a right for being a quote unquote man. And then there, even in our culture, the, the, the right of what is a man is when you have your first time having sex. That's not true. That's what not that's not what makes you a man. In fact, that's what destroys most relationships. Pornography and how many times you've had sex before we met, as as the wife would say. And it's vice versa. They women struggle with pornography just as much as men. Um, and they struggle with the sex idea too. But guys, that that does destroy and it can hurt your relationship if you think that's what makes you the man. It's the same thing that sometimes our dads may have taught, you know, when you get your house, that makes you a man. Or when you get your first car, that makes you a man. Uh, when you get the good job, that makes you a man. This, this is our identity getting thrown in and thrust into things of this world and, and given to our selfish desires of sin. And guys, it can destroy a family. It can, it can break a family. You know, I, I ask if any of you guys are struggling with the idea of pornography and uh, going out to have sex is the only goal. You guys need to get your lives checked. If anything, you go to a church and ask for help. Because I could tell you this, that is not of God. Yes, women are beautiful. And yes, God created them. But it is not for us to sit there and think about them. I mean, how would you feel if your daughter was one of those women that you were looking at? Can you imagine that? You see, that's the struggle. We, we are willing to do it for ourselves, but if it was our own daughter being used as a, a model for that, it would be offensive. We'd be angry we would want to go and, and beat up whoever did that but guess what guys that's what you were doing that was someone else's daughter you see sin is very very strong and has a lot of power over us why 
because it is a nature that's been put into us because of sin itself. Jesus has given us a way to be forgiven. Okay? Seek that out. If you're struggling, there is people that can help, accountability partners, there's programs, organizations, there's even like Bible study groups that are in churches or even can find online as well that help and talk. I know uh, Focus on the Family even has a series on helping men, especially with pornography. Go for it. I'm trying to think of this verse that's in the scripture and just give me a second. But there's a verse in scripture that I know of that just came to mind as we were talking. So it's Matthew 5.28, and I'm sure some of you guys might know this, but it states, uh, But I say unto you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. See, beforehand... For Christ, most sins were about your action. So if you murdered, you were, you were sinning, okay? If you stole, it was an action. But after Jesus, there's, there's things that Christ says, especially like that one, that even if you think on things, you're doing action, because he wants you to understand, especially, I mean, if you look at our culture today, the hugest influence is by the transforming of your mind. Even Paul states this in Romans. He talks about the fact that it's by the renewing of your mind. You, you, you do realize that when you get into your sins, it's because you've you've invested in it, like your mind's into it, your heart's into it, and you're filling that void inside you with all this junk and therefore what happens is it becomes you that's why in the most part of what happened to you when you're growing up it, it it's filled your heart and your mind and your spirit and, and so now you live it out with the same actions so you got to take action to get rid of that type of action out of your life and the ways to do it are to find a church that has a men's ministry that's not just meeting once a month, but as a men's ministry that's about building up men, discipling men, keeping them accountable, keeping them uh, focused, being a part of the, this group I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get the men to understand that's what's so important about being part of this men group. You have other men that you could pray with and ask for encouragement or advice or thoughts and keep accountable. Um, guys, you need to go look for godly men in your life, even if they're older than you. If there's a man that you believe is a good godly man, ask if, hey, can we meet you know, once a month or twice a month where we can, where I can just ask you questions and talk and just that we can pray together or even do study together. Ask your pastor. Ask your, you know, your dad. If, you know, if he was a good example, ask him if he knows of any men or meet with him at least once or twice a month, even if it's on the phone or something, just to talk about things. You guys got to take action. And the big thing that you can do personally right now is do research on Google and find articles. You could find anything on what it means to be a man of God. 
Uh, other things you could do is just read the scriptures, memorize them, especially anything that talks about, you know, sin and stuff like that to remind you of to protect yourself. Remember, you know, I, I talked to you about what warrior within is about and the verses we used last time was talking about the armor of God, right? So if you focus on each armor and do a study on each armor, then you'll have a better understanding how to protect your heart, how to protect your mind, how to protect your body. And you won't allow the sin and the guck of this world to get to, to pierce in and change you. You know, Paul was not kidding that your mind needs to be changed because that's how Satan influences most of us is by changing or twisting enough so that we don't understand something properly. And so he twists it just a little bit more and you kind of start following that philosophy or that ideal and you're like, well, it's not really that bad. It's, I, I don't feel like it's hurting me. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't, he's not going to necessarily directly attack you. He's going to slowly hit the chinks in your armor. Why? Because if he makes it too obvious because of where you're at with the Lord, then you're going to be able to go, oh, no, nope, nope, that's, that's not it. Nope, that's out. He has to subtly move himself into your eyes, into your mind, into your heart. And once he can get a foothold into it because you've laxed too much or you've pulled back too much, then he has you. So I hope today you, you take this seriously, that you, you think about how the influence of your past have affected you today. And if, if it's good stuff, great. If it's a godly stuff, awesome. If it's, an, you know, you, you're, you're trying to walk the walk, the next step is, guys, you got to take action. If there is sin in your life, remove it. That is, If there is something that you know that you need to really work on, work on it. Learn how to be a man of action instead of a man who doesn't understand or sits back because he's too afraid or doesn't understand. There is plenty of things out there that you could find from books to people that you can connect with that can help you grow as a man, grow as a godly man, grow as a person who honors God, who has integrity, and who loves God first above all things. Because that's the key thing, guys. You love God first, and he will show you how to be a man. I hope you guys have a great day. God bless.